0: This February, history will be made. Millions will watch as 80 years of unjust stigma is left in the past. A product that drove good people to the black market will be revealed as one that's creating a new global market. This February, what inspired the symbol of counterculture will at long last be seen as just culture. The new normal is coming. Will you be one of the first to see it? Visit medmen.com to watch an exclusive preview. what's up everybody this is g marie coming to you live in a full effect with G. Marie Taught Me, the podcast. Today's episode is titled, Unscripted, Unfiltered, Unapologetic. Normally, when I announce the show, I always in um, my announcement with those three powerful words because um when I started recording G Marie Taught Me the Podcast, I recorded it from a place that was literally unscripted, unfiltered, and um, unapologetic. So today's episode, um, I've been contemplating recording this episode because I talk about you know some things that happened in my personal life as a means of reflection, but uh today I finally decided to record this episode um simply sharing this with my um, audience who you know happen to be friends and family and people that are really supportive and for those that I have never met or never known uh thank you for supporting Jean Marie Taught Me the podcast um yeah so today today's episode is it's going to be intimate um last week let's just start with last Sunday um this week alone has been um a series of a chain of events and it's been a claustrophobic of a chain of events that have literally happened from well I'll say the Sunday before up until last Sunday um, on St. Patty's Day, so from March 10th through March 17th. Hence why, again, I haven't recorded anything um, recently because of the chain of events that have happened. So I will start with what happened on March 10th. Um, I went roller skating that evening. I normally take myself skating every Sunday night um or if I am available on Tuesdays Tuesday evenings as well but uh Sunday night in particular I decided to go skating and I hadn't been in a while and decided you know (laughs) to to go skating and um at the end of the night you know I was really enjoying myself and I took a treat home with me um I'll be honest. It was an edible. I took I took an edible home with me. I had two um, little chocolate chip medicated cookies, and I ate one of them. Now, here's the thing: I was told not to eat the entire edible by the friend who um, gave them to me, and I did not listen. I did not listen, and that is my fault. So. I called a friend of mine, the first friend, uh, Tim, and we were talking because I wanted to see if he still wanted to go skating the following week. And I just kept saying like, wow, like I'm so high. (laughs) And we hung up, I finally, you know, made my way upstairs to my apartment and I called my second friend, Chris. And again, we're, we're FaceTiming, but I just kept saying, wow, I am so high mind you honestly I I don't eat edibles, um and I really don't even like smoke like that to be honest so it was it was a very long night uh what ended up happening was after Chris and I hung up the phone maybe like two minutes later my entire world flipped upside down um You know it's it's nothing wrong with engaging in recreational drugs or you know social drinking that's i'm not here to judge anybody but um when somebody tells you to do something you listen to them and i i just i did not listen so one minute i'm standing there and then the room starts spinning and everything is moving in slow motion and i mean Slow motion. All I can remember was my my lungs they started to expand and I couldn't breathe. Um, I guess this is what they call like the first phase of a panic attack. So apparently I, I had, had I started off with a panic attack and it was um a very severe panic attack and. What was a panic attack eventually turned into a seizure. I have never had a seizure before. And somehow, before I had my seizure, I was able to contact somebody to call 911 because I didn't know what was going on with my body. So, and honestly, I can't, I don't even know if I can call it a real seizure, but. It was, it felt like it was a seizure. My body started to convulse. So if you've ever seen, and and this is, it sounds extreme when I explain it, but this is exactly what happened. Um, My speech started to slur very, very slowly. The back of my head, it felt like somebody was um, using a blowtorch on the back of my head. I could not hear my hearing was like, it was terrible. And if you've ever seen a scary movie, or if you've ever seen an exorcist being performed, that's what my body started doing. Um, it was like my body was fighting off whatever was going on. I I vomited a lot. And I just, I could not control my, um, my muscles. I couldn't control them. I still had feeling in my body, but I couldn't feel anything. Everything was tingly. Um, So if I touched something, I could vaguely feel it. So I started to lose feeling in my body. I don't know how EMS got in my apartment. I don't remember. I don't remember anything. Um, But I was rushed to the hospital that Sunday evening. and. My body kept going in and out. I was just going in and out. I remember. Sitting on. The the ambulance. And then I passed out. And then I woke up in the hospital. And then I passed out again. And each time I would wake up. There was um, a doctor. Trying to talk to me. And, and I'm going to. Talk about this hospital too. Because I really don't feel like they did a good job. As far as. Um, Helping me out with my situation. Uh, Providence Hospital in Southfield, Michigan. Um, I would never, ever suggest that hospital to anybody. Ever. So that night, I really felt like they were more concerned about getting my insurance than they were actually trying to help me. Um, They had to check my, my, um, my, my vitals or something. And I was dehydrated. I was so dehydrated, I kept asking for water and nobody gave me any water. I took an entire bag of IV fluid, probably in like 10 or 15 minutes because I was that dehydrated, but I only took one bag, they didn't give me another bag. Um, And I just remember running to the bathroom eventually and just drinking the water out of the faucet because I was so dehydrated. I could not talk, each time I asked for water, I would mouth it and it sounded like it was coming out, but there was really like no sound coming out. So all I can remember that night, it was like my own inner voice telling me, do not pass out. Like, Gabrielle, you need to fight whatever is going on in your body, you need to fight this, this shit up because it, I really felt like I was about to die that night. Um, I tell some people that some people are like, oh, you know, maybe it was just. A severe panic attack, but I literally felt my my body leaving my body. And if that's what it felt like to die, I I don't ever want to feel that again. And I would never want anybody else to suffer the way that I suffered that Sunday night for about three and a half four hours. I was terrified. I was by myself in the hospital. Um, my friend. Who I guess I told to call 911, stayed on the phone with me, and heard as much as he could until I got inside of the hospital. And that's when my phone uh, turned off. Um, Again, I was fighting that night. I was fighting, 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 fighting that night. And I finally passed out, and I just I passed out. I was just out for about two hours or so. And I was finally able to wake up. I was finally able to talk. I was finally able to, um, you know, know where I was at, but I was still dizzy. So somehow I got home. I got home, but nobody knew except for the person that I had called that I, I was rushed to the hospital that Sunday night. So I was on bed rest for about, Honestly, I was supposed to be on bed rest for about three or four days, and I um, I left the house on Tuesday to try to work on one of the shows that I normally help out with, and um, it, that was still even a rough day because my strength wasn't always there. Like, I'm just now getting my strength back, but at one point, like, I... The things that I would normally do, I couldn't do them for long periods. Sometimes I would have to literally sit down or lay back in the bed because I was, re, you know, regaining my strength. And that was hard for me because I'm always on the move, always, you know, on the go. And for my my body to just stop the way that it stopped, um, for my normal routines to kind of come to a halt the way that they had to come to a halt, it sucked because... One, I made a mistake. I made a huge mistake by not listening to the person that told me, do not eat the entire edible. And I, I did not listen. Um I it also when I finally told the people that were closest to me what happened, um I got a lot of shit for it. I, I, I got into it with my parents. Um friends you know cussed me out my neighbor was even so upset of the fact that you know I I scared them I scared them and it's a it's a young couple we're about the same age and um I'm just I'm glad that I had people around me that love me enough you know to to fuss at me but most importantly they were just concerned about my well-being so um I say all that to say that there are things that are going to happen in your life and for me I'm not good at talking or expressing certain things especially when it comes to something that I'm embarrassed about like because I don't want anybody to look at me differently or um I feel ashamed for even letting something like that even get to that point where it could have cost me my life and it was a hard pill to swallow to one have to apologize for my actions to other people but sometimes we don't realize the things that we do to ourselves still end up affecting the people around us so that was um a hard lesson that i had to learn Mm, so this this show is definitely g marie taught me and um that for sure was a g marie taught me moment that you if you do something, if you fuck up, if, if you're embarrassed about something, like, it's okay. Things happen. You just have to do your best to not make those decisions again. Um. Again, I am not frowning upon anybody that, you know, indulges in recreational um, drugs or social drinking. I, you know, I might have a drink or two or whatever, but I know for my body, I will no longer eat an edible or even indulge well not indulge but um partake and smoke any type of marijuana marijuana because as that moment scared the shit out of me it, it scared me it, it terrified me um all I kept saying that whole night was I don't want to die like I don't want to die I don't want to die because I did not know what my body was doing but it did not feel like I was here physically. Even though I know I was here physically, it didn't feel like I was here physically. I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience. Um this was actually really hard for me to share because again, we I talk about things from a learning standpoint, but I I was so embarrassed with myself because I know better and I fucked up. I fucked up. So I am working on, you know, just trying to be a better person and most importantly, acknowledge the things that have happened to me. Or most importantly, I'm acknowledging when there um, is something wrong in my life that I need to talk about it. And for a lot of people, we tend to self-medicate when we're going through a lot of stuff and we need to debrief or relax you know some people might have a drink some people might um smoke a blunt some people might have sex like there are certain things that we use to cope with um everyday life and in that moment because there was so much other shit going on i just needed to just relax for a minute and i chose to relax by eating an edible, so it would help me go to sleep and i paid an even bigger price because i did not listen to the person that told me do not eat the entire edible um <laughs> what a lesson what a lesson I, I definitely i fucked up and i'm i'm happy and willing to admit that i fucked up and that i am still you know working on being a better person and just being honest and being open about things when things don't you know go as planned or when shit just hits the band sometimes we need to talk to people and, and it's okay you know communication is, is very important but um, most importantly you know if there is something that you're struggling with um whether it's internally or just you know as a part of adulting like if you need help don't be afraid to ask for help you know don't be afraid to ask for guidance or for advice like stop trying to you know figure out everything on your own and that's something that I try to do a lot I try to figure out everything on my own um, but most importantly you know here I have this podcast that teaches people about the do's and don'ts to adulting and and I made you know a terrible mistake but then I wouldn't be human if I didn't admit it so here I am Clearing the air um, and letting you guys know how I'm doing. Um, I'm doing much better. I'm actually here in Cleveland, uh, wrapping up some work for my my nine to five, and I'll be back in the city uh, on Friday. So I feel good. I'm glad I I got the rest that I needed to get. Um, but it was it was a lot. So that happened on Sunday, um, Tuesday. I I, I want to talk about what happened on Tuesday, but I'm afraid that if I talk about it, um, it will open up another door for another person. So I have to be cognizant of some of the things that I talk about and I'll just do my best to talk about, you know, the things that are, that relate to me, but like, Wednesday, Thursday, again, there there was a clusterfuck of events that kept happening. And it was, like, between my health and, um, an infidelity scandal that somebody that's really close to me is experiencing in their marriage. Um, of, a fight, well, almost a fight that I got into at an event that I help out with. Because the, the partner or the owner of the company, um... Had no respect for and I'm gonna say it for black people she she's white and I kind of felt like it was a race and a gender thing Um, but again I don't I don't want to go too much in detail Uh, and then so dealing with the infidelity situation moving forward and and then here comes Sunday, on St. Patrick's Day, uh, my other god sister, who I grew up with, she, um, she calls me Monday morning, like Monday morning afternoon, I'm getting a massage, trying to, you know, work my body out and reset it because of everything else that has happened, you know, the week before, and she tells me that her little cousin, who You know, she helped raise, and and I watched him grow up. He he died in a car accident. Um, He was only 21, and he died off of Impact. It was like 11.30 something at night downtown, and he was rushing home. And uh, he didn't have his license, and he crashed into a pole, and he died off of Impact. So she called me that Monday morning because they had just got the news and I'm, I'm hurting for her and I'm hurting for the other person that's dealing with the infidelity because these are two people that are really close to me and it just it really sucks that all of this has to happen at the same time especially with you know how my health has been like playing a factor but adulting is hard like let me just say that adulting is so fucking hard it is so hard and I feel like communication will alleviate so much bullshit talking things out um whether it's ugly, whether it's beautiful, like <sighs> there are so many things that I had to set my pride aside for and talk about within this week just because of the series of events that have happened. Um, there are actu- there are people <laughs> that I wasn't communicating with, um, and I-, I probably talked about them on the show, and because of everything that happened, it literally forced me to just be the bigger person, and and communicate with other people about things that were bothering me or that hurt me or whatever. So uh, there are actually two gentlemen that I, I wasn't talking to, and because we sat down like adults and we addressed the issues that were going on in our you know friendships, I'm I'm happy to report that you know everything is going well but there is one relationship in particular that I have to talk about and I knew if I told you know some people they would not support my decision but I'm, I'm prepared to deal with that now so there's a gentleman um, who I've talked about on the show a couple of times and he's a he's my neighbor <laughs> and first and foremost i want to start off the show by just apologizing for i guess venting and not just talking to him instead i vented on my show and i didn't vent to him which you know as a result when you're friends with somebody and you and you've been friends with them for a long time you know you don't go to social media or you don't Go to any other outlet and, and vent on a subject that really needs to be set down and talked about. You talk to that person. But because I was hurting, I was coming from a place of hurt, you know, I, I vented on the show. So there were a lot of, you know, fuck you, fuck him. I hope his dick fall off on the show. <laughs> but um, again, I have to say I apologize for allowing my emotions to get the best of me because there were conversations that we did not have that cleared up a lot of shit going on between him and I. A lot of shit. I am not saying that our relationship is perfect because by like no means <laughs> it isn't at all. Uh, But my friendship with him was so important that I knew that we needed to sit down and we needed to address a lot of the shit that was going on within our friendship that should have been addressed a long time ago. But of course, when you're dealing with two stubborn people or, or not even stubborn, I can't say that. When you're dealing with two people that think they're making the right decision by giving the other person space. So, you know, I'm thinking, I need to give him his space because he doesn't want to be around me and he's thinking the exact same thing well i need to give gab her space because she doesn't want to be around me and i don't know the right words to say to try to you know mend our friendship so we were literally like doing the same thing we were thinking the same thing for a while and i finally called him like especially after finding out about my guy's sister's little cousin like i just i couldn't do it anymore and i'm like I don't want to leave this earth not telling people that I really really love how much I love them no matter how mad I am at them no matter how much bullshit we're going through If, if it is bullshit that is worth salvaging then if you are mad at somebody and you argue with somebody or whatever just over misunderstanding or miscommunication sit down and talk about that shit you know hash that shit out sometimes you have to do things out of love sometimes pride can't get in the way of just being open and honest and and communicating openly so again I'm so glad that I sat down and I talked to my friend because I love him I love him a lot and even if you guys listen to like the dating for dummies episode you can kind of tell how hurt i was about our friendship because how much i cared about him and and aaron aaron brought up a really really good point as far as you know just the dynamics of our relationship so i think i I probably talked about him a lot and (laughs) he he's probably listening to the show now because he knew i had a podcast but i wasn't sure if he was listening but Kid you not, I don't remember ever telling him that I had a podcast, but he knew that I had a podcast. (laughs) So I know he's going to be upset at first when he starts listening to it because I mean, I I dogged him. like I was so pissed off, but then again, it doesn't make me uh, any better of a person because I dealt with kind of like the exact same thing where somebody that was, you know, my friend, a female I was best friends with. She went on social media and just started dogging me. And I'm like, bitch, if you got a problem, you got my number. Call me. Talk to me. But instead, she went out on social media and talked all this shit indirectly. For me, I wasn't indirect, per se. You know, I I was very vocal about who I was talking about. But sometimes we do things from a place of hurt. And we don't realize that, you know, maybe there's some shit that you're hurting over that might not necessarily even be a thing that exists. Like maybe it's just something that you were mad about, but you really shouldn't be mad because maybe it didn't happen that way, you know, but I'm glad that, uh, I, I, I've communicated with a couple people over the week. I'm just, even if it's just, you know, clearing up shit. And you ain't necessarily gotta go back and be friends with everybody that you got into it with. But there are some situations that you have to think about and be like, okay, was it me that was overreacting? Or did this really happen? Or, you know, like let's talk it out. But the thing is, like talk about everything, talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, all of that shit. But most importantly, just talk it out. So that's with any and everything that happens (laughs) in a person's life learn how to talk that shit out because you never know you never know when the last time you'll be able to even talk to that person like you'll never know the last time you'll be able to hug that person um Carrie's little cousin uh him and his father did not get along for you know uh, a good amount of time and The last thing his father is going to remember is an argument that they had and he can't make that right. He can't apologize to his son. He can't talk to his son because his son is no longer here and he has to feel that shit for the rest of his life. And that was something I just, I didn't want to walk away feeling with people that I truly love and I truly love my best friend. He hurt me and I hurt him. (laughs) And I know we talk about the shit that that person has done to us, but we never talk about the things that we've done to them to hurt him. And I think that shows how much of a bigger person I'm becoming and how much I'm growing and evolving because I'm willing to acknowledge that although I addressed all the shit that went on in our relationship, like the shit that he did to me, I never addressed the shit that I did to him that hurt him. Um, so I guess to backtrack everything, I hope you all can walk away learning something from this episode. Uh, because again, it was hard for me to record. Um uh, It's hard for me to watch people that I love go through really traumatic situations. But it's also even harder for me to stand back and to not put my pride aside and talk to the people that I love and tell them that they have hurt me. You know, that they have done something to me that affected our relationship. And, you know, if that person is willing to put in the same amount of sweat equity as I am, in repairing our relationship, then let's do that shit. And that's another thing too. Like if if you're you know arguing with somebody, or if you fall if you falling out with somebody, and y'all really like we, I really want to work on our friendship. I really want to work on repairing this shit. Like y'all have to put in the same amount of sweat equity. You have to. You have to. Or else it's just not it's not gonna help it's not gonna work just don't even don't even try to fix it you know but for me I I was ready to fix this shit I was ready to put in you know just as much sweat equity as my my other you know friend or whatever and don't don't ever feel like you can't talk shit out. Like don't be so scared to talk stuff out. Because sometimes you'll find out. The stuff that you need to find out. Like maybe. You might have to. Walk away from a relationship. Because there were some things. That were finally addressed. That you know. Needed to be addressed. And now you know. Now you know what it is. You know now you know what's up. But um, most importantly. Just know that you will be okay and you will get through all of this shit um god wouldn't put any more on you that you can't handle and and i'm learning that like that that whole week <laughs> kicked my ass i mean i really thought i was about to be taken off the game, but i made it i i can't believe i made it <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm just happy to be alive. I'm happy to be healthy and functional. I'm happy to be able to go to, you know, my nine to five and still work on my business, my side hustle. Um, but most importantly, I feel renewed because I decided to be the bigger person and put my pride to the side and just talk. So thank you all for listening uh, to today's episode and i really appreciate all of the love and all the feedback um, you can follow me on instagram and twitter at Gbre taught me you can like us on facebook at Gbre taught me uh, you can send me an email at booking at media.com yes i am the ceo <laughs> so you know i'm the first person that will get the email i check everything but um most importantly you can also follow us or subscribe to the show on soundcloud and uh, apple podcast a lot of people say itunes i don't know why it's it's apple podcast um and and leave a review you can actually leave a review under soundcloud as well as apple podcast like i want to know what you guys think about the show and you know if there are other things that you want me to talk about like i know we're going to go back to the dating for dummies probably um sometime before the end of march i think i'll do one more episode with one of my good friends so i'm going to reach out to him and see if he wants to come on the show and wrap up the dating for dummy series uh for the end of march but again thank you all so much for keeping with me and i look forward to talking with you all soon talk to you later bye